apologies for the echo hollow sound of today's podcast, but I'm actually in Melbourne, Australia, setting up another Real Estate Sessions Rewind episode. This week, we travel back to November 2021 and episode 299 with Natalia Karayenova, CEO of Propy. Listen in as Natalia shares how her company is bringing cryptocurrency, blockchain, ledgers, NFTs, and all that great stuff to the world of real estate on this episode from the past. Enjoy. So in a simple example, a smart contract could be the, the following. First, we got the payment. We'll have the proof of it. Second, we see there are signatures in the purchase agreement. And third, now automatically we can transfer ownership because the first two terms are um, successfully confirmed. You're listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Risser, Executive Vice President, Strategic Partnerships with Rate My Agent a digital marketing platform designed to help great agents harness the power of verified reviews. For more information, head on over to ratemyagent.com. Listen in as I interview industry leaders and get their stories and journeys to the world of real estate. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 299 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for telling a friend. We're going to be talking to Natalia Karyanova. She's the CEO of Propy. And if you haven't seen her on stage at MN or if you haven't seen one of her webinars, she is the expert in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain, smart contracts, ledgers, all that stuff in the world of real estate. Today, Natalia is going to share her story and journey to the U.S. as well as how Propy was formed, how it's helping agents today, and even a new tool she released earlier this month. So let's get this thing started. Natalia, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks so much for doing this. You know, we ran into each other at Inman uh, at the Aria in Vegas. I was introduced to you. Yes. I think it was a Woman Up event. Is that correct? I think a little mixer. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's correct. Yeah. And uh, I've been following you for a long time because you have been the first person that I could see in the Inman community who brought that to the stage, who just, and this was four years, five years ago. How long have you been? At the end, yeah, about four or five. And how do you remember this first interaction and learning about crypto? I I don't know. I just uh, I first of all, <laughs> the the crypto thing is always my time in the title world always made me nervous because I'll be honest, I just was hoping I could retire before it took over. <laughs> but but uh, and I think Natalia, I think you actually reached out to me once, maybe because I was an ambassador or something uh, about you know, the fact that I was with a title company, because I'm sure that's some of the, that might be some of the people you're talking to now. Absolutely. We're talking to real estate agents, brokerages, title and escrow companies, lenders, uh, the entire participant group that are having a participation in the transaction. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about that and how, how far this is going to go. Um, but but I'm really excited. This is something that's going to be great for the listeners because I know a lot of them are have a have a maybe they've heard of it. They've they they have a they might have a slight grip on a piece of it, but uh, to pull it all together is going to be quite the challenge. And I know you're up for it. So, but the first thing I always love to do is I love to start um, at the beginning. You know, I like to get the background and find out how people got to where they are. And so I want to first of all I want to find out where you grew up because I'm just making a wild guess. It wasn't in the United States. No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, I grew up in Russia going through devastating communism collapse. 
shortage of resources, of course, contributed to my entrepreneurial pursuit. Um, and I'm very thankful for this uh, childhood, even though it was uh, full of hardships. I would imagine then that uh, your ability then to to do what you were able to do through education was just a huge piece of your success, right? Because I see that you know, if we go back in your history, you know, you've got you've got a, a degree in Russia, then you get another degree at Oxford. Very impressive. But but I, I you know, knowing what you just said, what what was fifteen year old Natalia dreaming of for a career? I mean, were you was that it was it in your mind at that point that you were going to do something and move away? Um, how, what were you thinking? I never thought that I will go out of Russia, even though I was fascinated about other cultures and countries and that I was one of the first teenagers in the country to travel freely to uh, to foreign uh, conferences, participating in different projects and conferences. They were mostly about envir- environmental issues, um, but the world and the cultures, different cultures were fascinating to me. So when I was 15 years old, I wanted to work on impactful projects. I wanted to save the world. I was very ambitious. At the same time, I had no idea how to do that and what I want to be in the end of the days. I wanted to make money because we were poor. I wanted to build something impactful. Um, and I was fascinated about technology. Even though I have never seen a computer, uh, I was reading and talking with other peers about, I remember, CD-ROMs and how you can put the computer together and these modems that you can potentially get connected to internet. And I never had a touch with it. I just was part of this uh, anecdote that uh, that's, something like another planet. And then I got to the university, uh, to college, and got introduced to computers. And this brought me to the first career, which was a coder. I was going to say, you took to them very quickly, obviously. (laughs) And and you you started your first company when you were 19. What, What was that? What were you doing there? Uh, with uh, when I was nineteen, I moved to Bulgaria, uh, got married there uh, very early, and uh, established my first company, which was a software engineer company in a garage. And I was basically just doing websites, uh, apl- simple applications for small businesses. Uh, this is how I started in technology. After, of course, graduating coding. My first big project in college was actually social media. What, really? Yeah, Yeah. I was thinking about how to bring uh, space, but into real world where people can connect with their real faces because uh, the uh, last generation social media platforms were all anonymous and were not really building the connected relationship where I really thrived for bringing real people to the world, make them connect online remotely, uh, but without the anonymous uh, an anonymous um, notion behind it. Yeah, we've, as time's gone on, we've solved that a little bit. Um, there are still those anonymous places <laughs> that people like to hang out. And that's where most of the but, trouble. But actually, the interesting part now is that 
when we're building the Web3 and the metaverse, yeah. now anonymous profiles and anonymous uh, notion to the business actually plays a different role and more important, such as Bitcoin was launched by an anonymous programmer right. because, uh, for example, our first uh, blockchain engineer in the company, he had to be anonymous. He wasn't, and thus the government closed his project. He was about to launch a cryptocurrency at the time when Bitcoin was launched. But because he was not anonymous, um, the government reached out to him and uh, locked and banned the project. Interesting. Yeah, we're, I can't wait to talk. This is, this is going to be so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, all right, so let's... A, a computer software degree in Russia, a master's in sustainable urban development from Oxford... And I love your tagline. I, I saw it a couple different places as I was doing my research and it says my passions lie in blockchain, real estate and sustainability. Now, I get the sustainability and the real estate because, you know, you, you were in those that, that, that industry and you went to school for sustainability. But how does blockchain enter the picture for you? I think blockchain started to as a concept, started to play a big role in my life very early on. First of all, I would recommend a book, Sovereign Individual, um, which describes what is happening right now without crypto terms. It was written in 1997. Uh, wow. So when I was little, uh, my parents divorced and they sold their apartment and they put all the money in the bank for me and my sister, which was a deposit till we turned 19. And when the communism collapsed, uh, the, uh, the ruble lost its value, we basically got $100. Mm. And so this taught me that you can never trust governments, especially in developing countries, uh, and countries with dictatorship. You can never trust old systems uh, that can devastate communities, people and thus we need to get to the point where there are protocols that are fair to a large amount of people mm. so that this is how i got to kind of the idea and passion to technology and protocols and then when i moved to silicon valley five years ago to work on Propy, i had no idea about blockchain i have heard of bitcoin but i had no idea about blockchain and when i started to read about it and meet engineers i realized this is it this is the way to build fair communities and fair governance. Let's talk about that. You founded Propy in 2016. First of all, there's got to be something behind the name. <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, we wanted to figure out a name that is short, but also connected to property. Okay. And that has uh, an available domain. So I was just browsing online and found, oh, property.com. It's short. It's related to property. Uh, let's figure out who owns it. And we found this person in Hungary who owns it, and he didn't want to sell. So we had to uh, convince him. And I remember my daughter was like, why it's so important? She was only seven years old, and uh, she was just asking why it's so important. And I had to send uh, my first employee to this country to pay the cash for the domain. And then finally we got it after a month or one month negotiation, sending a person there with the money, we got the domain. And then of course, you know, the story we've been developing very persistent and just, you know, engineering. 
two years ago, just before the pandemic, I went to vacation in Hawaii. And just when I was uh, boarding the plane, I, I tried to call somebody and my phone didn't work. I connected to Wi-Fi and I see the messages on the email. All your passwords are being changed. Email password changed, Coinbase changed, and GoDaddy uh -oh. changed. And I realized my phone number was stolen. Uh, I think that was in Verizon, from Verizon. Somebody uh, pretended to be me and, and stole it. And the target was oh. the domain. Somebody tried to steal the domain and we almost oh, no. lost but it. But you were able to resolve that, obviously, because it's still there. Yeah, just calling everybody and go and trying to get to the leadership of GoDaddy because only like uh, these C-level people could stop it wow. for some wow. reason. Yeah. So first, first off, now we know the name. Good. Second, were there any others doing what you were doing? It seems like you might have been the first. Now, I don't know. Is that in, in the real estate world? Were you the first one to bring the crypto to the world? Well, first of all, right now, there is a lot that we can mean by crypto. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, I can tell what we did the first. We at least believe we did the first. So we did the first ever smart contract for a real estate transaction. We did the first ever real estate cryptocurrency, Propy, uh, P-R-O token. This year, we did the first ever NFT of home ownership. And then we did the first ever escrow function via smart contracts uh, in real estate. Wow. And probably we did the first ever Bitcoin to Bitcoin payment in real estate. But this is where I'm not sure. There have been a number of transactions in crypto since early days, 13. Um, but I think they were all involving exchanging Bitcoin to dollars. Right. And our transaction was really the the buyer sending Bitcoin to the seller directly to their wallet. Right. That, that's, we'll talk about that too. I think that's, I think that's the way the title world likes to look at it. Oh, they'll just exchange that for cash and then it's just a cash deal, but that's not really true. That's not a true digital transaction, right? We're getting back into. It's yeah. not true innovation on my opinion, right. but it's still a great, um, pathway to get to the point where we want to be. Right, right. So I'm going to throw out some terms. You've talked about them. You mentioned them here that I've heard in the last, you, you know, it could, could be 10 years, right? But smart contracts, blockchain, ledgers, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, and then the NFT, the non-fungible token. What a name. And that dude got $67 million for that creation he made. I, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just saying in, in the time we have on this interview, my goal, the rest of the, the rest of the time is let's really focus on what these things mean, how we're, um, how they work in real estate. And I'm not saying we're going to make every listener an expert in these topics, but they'll walk away going, ah, I get it. I see where that works. Right. So, um, before we get there though, I want to ask you one other question. A real estate transaction is is fairly complex. I know Brad Inman, you've heard him say it many times, it should be the, we want the latte experience. And it's just like, you know, boom, I, I signed something and the house is mine. But there's a lot of stuff happening in the US, right? With agents, lenders, title, which is a big difference probably compared to the rest of the world, escrow, inspectors, insurance, home warranty, it goes on and on. 
can is do you see a world where every single one of those players, all of those people, all of their stuff is digitized and all accounted for in some sort of a smart contract way? Absolutely. I think we're heading there. All the pieces now are um, almost ready to unite the whole process of a transaction into a smart contract enable experience. And I'd like to congratulate you with the knowledge on those crypto terms, Bill. <laughs> You're an expert. You know what? Look, uh, all I got to know is a little bit more than the person next to me, right? And in this world, that's pretty easy because people just tend to shut down. They just, I mean, I, I remember doing a deep read on, on what blockchain is uh, and how ledgers work and how um, everyone's there. There are, could be thousands of people that are a part of that process to make sure that things are, I want to, I'll use the word recorded, but tracked appropriately and safely and securely. And I think that, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll veer, veer off a little bit here. The number one question most people have, especially those that just struggle with technology is we hear about hacks all the time. We hear about, you know, uh, cybersecurity attacks all the time. How, is blockchain immune from that or is it, is it h harder to do? What's, what's the answer for that? The blockchain ledger itself, like Bitcoin and Ethereum, have never been hacked. So we consider them immune, and this is why we believe in them. So far, they've proven that they are immune to cyber attack because their consensus mechanisms are built in a way to incentivize only honest nodes, only honest participants. This is why it's such a huge innovation. How we can bring honesty when actually people unfortunately, are not um, behaving honestly. But to also to answer the first part of your question, I strongly believe in the experience of a real estate transaction to be as easy as buying a book online. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's, <laughs> as a guy who's been in the business 20 years, I, it's, it's, that's, that just seems so out there. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of other realtors tell you the same thing. It's just, Wow. So let's let's get in there. Let's start talking about this. And I'll let you, you know, I want you to kind of craft the next, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. Just how, how, what do we need to know? What does a realtor listening to this podcast, you know, starting with somebody who's probably um, pretty, pretty fresh to the idea? How do we, how do we help them? Absolutely. So let's talk about uh, cryptocurrencies and um, blockchain and NFTs. First, blockchain. Yep, I just mentioned that blockchain is immutable because it's a public ledger distributed with distributed transactions on thousands of computers. So you cannot just go ahead and hack every single computer. It will be too expensive. So you don't want to do that. Then the other one, the cryptocurrency. It's virtual money. It's not dependable on any governments or any corporations. And this is why more and more people are getting into cryptocurrencies. They're either buying Bitcoin or Ethereum or other coins, and there are thousands of coins. Why? Especially in developing countries, because they don't trust their own currencies. So we'll see even more people buying into the cryptocurrency concept. Now, Bitcoin is the first big cryptocurrency launched 13 years ago. The white paper of Bitcoin, which is only nine pages, and I encourage the listeners to at least review it. It, it. This is how Bitcoin protocol started. 
the next one, a big cryptocurrency is Ethereum. And the way Ethereum is different from Bitcoin is that it has the capability of smart contracts, which is self-executing code. And this is where we hope to achieve uh, the adoption of smart contracts in real estate. Uh, for example, if you have uh, a transaction in real estate and there are certain terms that are same everywhere in the world, the payment should be done, whether it's cryptocurrency or dollars or wire, uh, wire transfer, the payment should be done. Then the purchase agreement should be signed all over the world. It's different, but the concept is the same. And then the ownership should be transferred. So in a simple example, a smart contract could be the, the following. First, we got the payment. We'll have the proof of it. Second, we see there are signatures on the purchase agreement. And third, now automatically we can transfer ownership because the first two terms are um, successfully confirmed. And, of course, we verify that the title is clean. So the title is clean, payment done, purchase agreement signed, smart contracts can now transfer the ownership to the buyer. That's in simple words. And of course, there are so many other items to, to build in. This is why we need all the participants to take part of this innovation to make it come true. You said, you said just uh, the title guy, I mean, just my ears perked up. You said the title's clean. Uh, do you foresee in the future uh, the, the the no need for a to search the chain of title to look for any clouds or any issues that could affect you know the new owner's ownership of the property. Potentially, this will be all done in a more tech driven manner, where all databases are connected and and the title search can be done digitally. Before it's done digitally, I would call this concept of title mining. Like in Bitcoin, you have mining, you have to verify the transaction and then you earn Bitcoin. Well, with title search, if the title history is not digitized, the title examiner will research it through going physically through papers, put it uh, on a ledger, digitize it. And thus, by mining this data, the title examiner can get rewards. Wow. Uh, that you know, and that's for 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 people that maybe that skipped over a little bit. Um, talk. Can we quickly talk about how Bitcoin is obtained? If I was a, a programmer or a coder, I was I had a lot of time on my hands and a, a ton of horsepower on my computer. Could I go ahead and go find some Bitcoin somehow? Do you want to become a miner, uh, Bitcoin miner? No, no. I'm just <laughs> hypothetical. <laughs> no, potentially, yeah. hypothetically, yeah, hypothetically. Let's see if if you want to become a miner. First of all, uh, becoming a Bitcoin miner uh, for a normal person with a personal computer is no longer feasible. It used to be. But that's the concept behind Bitcoin. Initially, it was very easy to solve a problem and get uh, rewards in in form of Bitcoin. Now, it's those tasks are becoming more and more complicated because there is more competition. More miners want to join the network. Yeah. Uh, but there are other coins where you can mine coins. And there is, a, I don't want to go too too deep and too geeky, but some uh, blockchain networks now are requiring for you not to do computational tasks, but instead just own a stake of coin. So if you own a stake of coin, 
you can actually verify the transactions and get more tokens. It's called proof of stake protocol. Wow. There you go. It's just already changing. We knew that was coming. I mean, you knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> um, real, uh, the the value in the, in the trading of Bitcoin and the it's been very dynamic up and down. Does that, how does that play into this process? Because I think there are going to be a lot of people because we're just going to think stock market. We're just going to think, you know, the way we think. Um, is there, do, do we need to look at cryptocurrency different or, you know, because I think it's currently trading as we record this somewhere around 20,000, somewhere in that range, but it's been as low as three or four, right? I mean, it just goes up and down and how do we, I guess that's how, how, how do, how do we, how do we explain that? How do we explain the volatility and the opportunity, right? Right, right. Uh, well, first of all, myself, I'm a builder. I'm a believer in the blockchain technology. And thus, when we had the crypto winter, I just kept building with my team. And there are other people that are just making money. And there is nothing wrong with that. Making money in cryptocurrencies. I did a lot of money in cryptocurrencies myself, too. Uh, and besides that, I'm a builder in property. I'm also an advisor to a crypto hedge fund where we invest in Bitcoin, Ethereum. These are established coins, about 80%. We would uh, have our investments allocated there. And the rest in very new, promising coins and blockchain networks probably 90% would would fail, but some of them will make 100x or 1,000. Maybe one of them will make 1,000. It's very similar to the notion of startups. You have to make bets and some of them will make fortune uh, for the fund. Now, when it comes to agents, whenever they think whether it's a big opportunity or not, of course, I would never advise to, first of all, I, it's not a financial advice, but I would never uh, advise to risk and put all your savings there. But you have to at least try. If you don't trust that the, the, you can make money there, do it for the knowledge. Buy $100 of Bitcoin or Ethereum on Coinbase mm -hmm. or any wallet and just see how it works and try to, to send $50 of it to your teenage or younger generation that would be excited uh, or just friends to onboard more people on crypto. So do that for the learning experience. But again, back to your question about volatility. We believe that Bitcoin can drop to $20,000 again. It always goes up and, and down. But uh, overall, it probably is headed to $100,000 or $200,000. And Ethereum is headed to $10,000 at least in the next year or two, just because there is utility. All this NFT hype and adoption is happening because of ethereum smart contracts wow because of ethereum capabilities yeah and there's a limited amount of bitcoin right didn't the founder yeah. say there's only this much and i can't remember the number 21, of coins. 21 million 21 million coins and that's it yeah almost every single cryptocurrency has a limited amount of supply some of them have more difficult uh protocol but most of them have limited supply. And this is why it's so different from the government, where it's not possible to print new money yeah. uh, and then create the inflation. Yeah. 
All right, let's let's go to those NFTs. I mean, they're so, they're so big in the news right now, and and you know, I I well, I know that if I've taken this amazing photograph and I wanted to sell it, um, I could tokenize it, like and digitize it, and someone can buy it and they'll own it, and I can get some Bitcoin for that or whatever cryptocurrency for that. Correct? Yes. That's so how correct. does it work in real estate? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, a little bit about NFTs. And by the way, we have a crypto certified agent course, which in six sessions explains what is smart contract, what is, what is a cryptocurrency, how to NFT real estate, what are the blockchain applications in real estate. So we really go through uh, all that in depth in that course. Um, but first of all, I think it's very important for realtors to understand what is an avatar NFTs mm. and how it all started. So myself, I bought a CryptoPunk. It's an NFT uh, in April. And I put it on Twitter as my avatar. This meant to the NFT community that I'm part of the NFT community, that I get it, I understand it. Now it's perceived by many celebrities as buying a luxury good status thing online instead of buying Rolex or whatever luxury good you like, a bag, instead of investing there, you buy an avatar that you associate your identity with and you put it on social media. And this CryptoPunk, I later, so I bought it for $50,000. So it's crazy amount for one single picture, pixelated person image but then a few months ago, I sold it for $150,000 because there is a demand. So you may not understand it, but there is a demand wow. by celebrities, by people, but those who are in social media that want to be a part of particular communities. There is just a demand, whether you understand it or not, yeah. it's there and it's here to stay. Now you cannot buy CryptoPunks for less than $300,000. So I kind of regret that I sold this unique picture. <laughs> uh, and there is one NFT in, within those 10,000 limited CryptoPunks that was uh, auctioned by Sotheby's for $11.7 million. It's, it's an avatar, which is an image, which you can use on social media, and somebody paid $11.7 million. You understand now why why <laughs> this could be so difficult. Okay, I'll it stop. I'll stop that. Let's let's continue. Um, just so we know, there's people can find value in lots of different things, and and I love your analogy. Some people find value in a Rolex. Other people find value in this new technology, this new stuff that's available. Cool. Yes, yes, that's correct. And I think for our industry, it's. It's easier to understand the NFT concept by getting into the real estate NFTs. And I actually had a number of agents reaching out to me saying, thank you for this webinar about real estate NFTs, because now I get the avatar NFTs. Um, so briefly to explain what it means. NFT, as you mentioned, Bill, it's a non-fungible token. It's a unique token. And it meant to live in a digital wallet. So when I had this CryptoPunk, I just owned it on my, on my wallet. And when I sold it, I transferred it from my wallet to someone else's wallet. The same with real estate. When we do an NFT real estate, somebody owns the ownership of a property in their wallet, and then it transferred to another wallet within 
minutes and the the other person becomes the owner of the property so this sale was done in the summer it's the first in the world as far as we know and uh we are now preparing few more properties to nft and there was an auction for 24 hours 40 bidders were bidding for this real estate nft in advance we prepared all the documents related to the property such as inspection reports all data collected and gathered in one place which is property transaction platform and we did the title search, title insurance, everything in advance before the transaction. After 24 hours, one person in San Francisco became the winner of this property, of this bidding process. And the curious part here is that it's a millennial who has never bought a property because buying real estate is painful. And he was ready to pay double of the price that he paid in the end just to see how it works and that it's simple and fun. And he wanted to own real estate. He just wanted to own it uh, easily. And so within a few minutes after he got the NFT in his wallet, he became the owner of this property. Uh, I can see where those that have the wherewithal to to. In effect, we call them cash buyers. I don't know what we're going to call them in the future. Non-financing, non-financing buyers. How's that? Crypto cash. Crypto cash. Yeah, well, right. it's not cash, I guess, but crypto buyers. Yeah, good question. Yeah. Crypto buyers. Um, do you see this working for the typical transaction in the United States, where the buyer is putting twenty percent down and financing eighty percent, and so there's a lender involved? You see this being solved through that smart contract? kind of situation as well and how do, how do, how does that play out yeah that's a great question well first of all even though we were able to achieve this transfer of ownership within minutes yeah. right that's kind of the end goal where we want the future generation just to click 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 and own a property but to get there 99 percent of our deals and property are very traditional okay. they're done on transact on smart contracts we've done over two billion dollars in transactions but they are all in dollars with wire transfers involving lenders, and they're pretty traditional. But at the same time, we do run all of them on smart contracts on blockchain. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's. I think that's um, I think that critical to understand, right? That. And and it's funny. I, I because I work for Rate My Agent, and they're based out of Australia. And as you were saying that, I'm thinking, wow, like Victoria and Melbourne area, where properties are sold at auction, and all the inspections and all that stuff is done up front. Sounds like it's ripe for crypto to just come in here and go, look, we got a faster way to make this happen, right? No more 30, 45 day settlements. It'll settle in 30 seconds, right? Yeah. And if, if the seller actually wants to be in the house for another 30 days to get ready, that's done in additional paperwork. Yeah. Ah, But then the buyer has this easy and happy process. Yes. I bought the house. I, I want this offer. I want this bidding process. And I'm the owner. Here's the paper. I don't have to worry for the next 30 days. Maybe I have an agreement with the seller that for 40 days we'll set up the moving things and so on. We keep living in our places, but I know it's my property. So I'm all done. I'm not stressed for the next 30 days that maybe I will have to look for another property. Yeah. So so really, it sounds like 
it's it sounds like that as we move into this space, all that stuff that normally happens in escrow, that's going to be maybe the responsibility of the seller up front. Just get that stuff done. That's part of the deal, right? Yeah. So you're you're ready to turn over a property that's ready to go. It's already had inspections. It's already had repairs. None of that's in question. And now we can make this transfer really quick. And that's a simple process. And it's going to be the process of digitizing that stuff up front, right? As we keep going down the path, as we get further into this, as time goes on, I can see where that's going to become, that, that part of it will become less traditional and more digital, right? Yes, I totally agree with you, Bill. And we're seeing that not only in Australia, but also in Northern California, where we have disclosures, reports, mm -hmm. inspection reports made in advance. And a number of actually our customers' brokerages that are not in Northern California, they are training their agents to do inspection reports and disclosures in advance. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. You are also doing something else really cool. You are you're you're building and releasing an app. It's called Learn and Earn. Is that do I have that right? Let's talk yes. about that. That's a new Learn and Earn program that we have just launched on November fifth, and we've launched an iOS app that allows agents to do traditional deals, to do deals with crypto payment, and to do NFT deals. And it means that. If you're not in crypto yet, you can start doing transactions, traditional transactions with us. You can send offers through Propy. You can send, uh, accept offers through Propy. You can use our DocuSign. Every single step will be recorded on the blockchain. And while you are, you are doing all this daily normal business work, you will also earn tokens. If you invite the participants, like a buyer or a seller, to the platform so that they can track the full transaction, you get tokens because we want to incentivize the industry for transparency, for fast communication, for quicker closing. And if you just want to learn about crypto also, we're doing surveys. And if you fill it, then you get the tokens as rewards. You're turning people into miners and they don't even know it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's it's relatively painless mining of tokens. I love that. It wow. is mining, actually. And yeah. it's. Uh, I think we should incentivize the real estate uh, participants for mining this data, for bringing other participants in one flow. And this is how finally we'll get a very safe and transparent environment. Yeah. You have a nice blog at your website. I would recommend people go to propy.com, right? You ha you're always sharing information, yeah. especially in the real estate space, about how this stuff works, some elementary stuff, some more advanced stuff. It's really cool. So go check that out. All of the things that, that Natalia talked about today, we'll make sure we put those links in the show notes. And Natalia, it's time for the, the same question I've asked every guest. You're actually guest 299. So um, the question is, nice. what one piece of advice would you give a new agent just getting started in the business? My piece of advice is do not be afraid of novelty. Embrace innovation. If you're a young generation, you probably already do that anyway. If uh, you're from the older generation, go to your children and younger agents and learn from them. Get a mentor who is younger than you to mentor you on technology, and you can mentor them on how to do real estate. And cryptocurrency, blockchain, and NFTs are here to stay. So just learn and embrace it. Yeah. Natalia, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? 
I'm very active on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram. You can easily find me by name, Natalia Karayanova. The best way, though, is email. It's natalia at proppy.com. Natalia, this is great. I thank you so much. I'm, I, I, I feel like I should have talked to you a long time ago, but I, the fact that we waited makes sense now. It was, it was destined to be because we had to get the NFTs out and working first. So. That's true. Now we have this like one minute transaction experience. We proved it. By the way, two years ago, I said it's impossible. Publicly, I was saying it's impossible in the next 10, 20 years. And even I would say the same in the beginning of this year. And then we just did it. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for, for, your, for sharing your story and for sharing a ton of knowledge for the listeners. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to see you at the, ne- the next conference. Are you going to NAR? Yep. Maybe we'll run into each other at NAR. Fantastic. Bill, thank you so much for all the wonderful questions. I really enjoyed meeting you. And the, thank you for bringing this knowledge to the community. Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Sessions. Please head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash RE Sessions to leave a review or a rating and subscribe to The Real Estate Sessions podcast at your favorite podcast listening app. (laughs) 